Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. parent, Friday nights out on the town just don't have the same appeal that they used to. I mean, who wants to go out when you could be in your PJs by nine o'clock? But your friends may not understand the new you, especially if they're not parents themselves. And you may not even realize you've drifted apart until their invitations have stopped coming. Like it or not, for better or for worse, your friendships will change after you have a baby. And our panel of parent guests today are here to share their experiences to help you navigate what that might look like. Plus, you'll also get some advice from an expert counselor who has been there before you and can offer tips for nurturing friendships worth holding on to. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. He doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's Newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross, mom to a three-year-old boy and a girl on the way. We've got a great show today talking about how friendships change after baby. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which keeps you updated on all the episodes we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then check out our membership club. It's called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat about the topics discussed here on our show. And it's also an easy way to learn about our recording so you can join us live. Now let's meet the parents joining our conversation today. Tell us your name, location, and a little bit about your family to start with. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I am live in Crofton, Maryland with my husband and my two daughters. One is five and one is four. Uh, and I'm CJ, and I live in Illinois, and I have a 14-month daughter, and a. we actually just found out that we are pregnant with number two. Congratulations. Well, guys, when it comes specifically to friendships, what is one thing you didn't expect to happen after you became a new parent, either positive or negative? And I guess I'll start. I, I you know, I'll be honest. I didn't expect to stop getting invited to things because people just assumed we couldn't come. I didn't know if that's happened to anyone else, but that's something I'm mentally preparing for with my second baby. Any thoughts there, Jessica? 
Yes, um, definitely the invites I do recall coming. But I think what I didn't really expect was how quickly like the excitement of my new baby kind of wore off once I had the baby. Like I was all fun during the shower period. And then after the baby, I didn't really hear much from those friends. So, yeah, didn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess mine was uh, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's both a positive and a, and a negative on the on the positive side of things. I guess I, I really wasn't expecting the kind of community and unspoken understanding that you get with other parents. Like you don't have to explain every little thing uh, that happens with timing or with kids or with um, messes or things because other parents get it. Uh, and then conversely, like the negative with the uh, friends that I have that don't have kids, it's like they're almost, it's almost like you're speaking a different language to them and they have almost zero understanding of the difficulties or the reality of being a parent and caring for, um, for a student and it's, or for a, for a, a child. And it's, uh, it was, I was not prepared for the vast lack of understanding from uh, friends that I've called friends for years, all of a sudden it's uh, uh, it's almost like how dare you bring your child into this space that used to be just for us. What CJ said kind of reminded me is kind of like a little bit of crickets. Like once you had the baby, especially the single friends and you wonder, you're like, is this going to be a baby-friendly event, a not-friendly event? And when it's your first one, you're like, I don't want to pay for a babysitter just yet. So definitely hard for those long friendships that you've had for a while. And then they just, it just changes. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break and continue this conversation when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on Newbies, we're talking about how friendships change after you become a parent, both the good and the bad. So how do you keep friends or make new ones when your life revolves around a tiny human who can't even talk back to you yet? Our expert today is Dr. LaToya Gilmore. She's a therapist, educator, consultant, writer, and owner of LSG Counseling Services. She's based in Houston, Texas. Dr. Gilmore, thanks for joining us and welcome to Newbies. Thank you for having me. Well, we go through so much change as new parents. How does this affect our friendships? There is so much change that we experience when we become parents for the first time or we add to a pre-existing family. Friendships, like any other relationships, they have the capacity to evolve over time. And it isn't uncommon for them to experience these changes after the arrival of a new baby. You know, becoming a parent for either the first time or adding to your family is a transformational experience in so many different ways. And so that change should be expected, you know, and a part of that change can be very overwhelming. There's a shift in our priorities. There are new time constraints. There's sleep deprivation. Um, 
you know, there's a shift in mood, a depletion of energy. There's all of these things that transpire within our lives when we become parents to infants and young children. And that can impact our availability. That can impact our ability to just remember certain things, whether it is to respond to an invitation if you do receive one. Um, Like the other parents have mentioned, sometimes those invitations, they stop because there may be an assumption that you won't have time to attend. Um, Whatever that particular event might be, you're too busy, um, you're not interested because maybe there aren't any other parents attending that particular event. And so there's all of these different changes that can transpire, you know, once you become a new parent. Mm -hmm. What's your own experience with making or maintaining friendships after becoming a mom? Did you struggle at all? So I would say amongst my group of friends, I had a couple that started creating and expanding their families before I became a parent myself. And so I've been on both sides of the continuum um, with having those friends. And I, you know, I just made a decision to remain involved in their lives. And so I either attended baby showers or I hosted, you know, baby showers and, you know, I was available to babysit after the baby came, you know, when the parents were ready to venture out or have a date night. And so those friendships were important to me. And so I remained invested in them and my efforts showed that investment. And so when it was my turn to become a parent, you know, those same types of gestures were reciprocated back towards me, right? So they now became either the host of the baby shower or they came over to help me, you know, get the nursery together. And so um, it wasn't necessarily a struggle in my experience. It was an adjustment. But having friends that did become parents before I did was was a valuable experience to have because I was able to glean a lot from them. Well, I think you've kind of already started to answer my next question, which is going to be like, how do you nurture existing friendships? And how do you know when it's just time to let one go? Because I know for me as a new mom, I was kind of in a phase of life I needed to be pursued. I I didn't Mm -hmm. have time to be coming up with with plans to meet up. So basically anyone that didn't pursue spending time with me or my baby just kind of fell off the map. And looking back, I really don't know if I should feel bad about that or not. Yeah, you're you're right. You'll you'll definitely know if it's time to just allow that friendship to naturally dissolve because the effort will not be there. There will not be that reciprocation in investment. And so because you are busy and again, because your priorities have changed, there needs to be, you know, that initiative on the side of your friend and to make sure that, you know, they have an interest in integrating themselves into your new world. It's not as though that, you know, you don't have the desire to remain integrated within their world. It's just that, you know, it may be a little more cumbersome for you versus for them to, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm in your area or I can be in your area. I'd like to drop by and I'd like to visit you and the baby. Is there anything that you need? You know, to to be able to take that initiative and show that effort is really, really important. And like you said, you know, those friendships where the dynamics have changed, it just could be a seasonal thing. It could be, you know, while your children are still young, then it may seem as though they're not there may not be as much engagement within that particular friendship. But as the kids maybe get older 
and you know you are comfortable with sitters and those types of things, then maybe you can you know reintegrate yourself into those social networks that were already pre-established prior to you having your baby. But like I said, friendships, relationships, you know, they they'll change over time. There will be, you know, those periods where there may be a high level of engagement and interaction. And then there may be some periods where you just really don't have the time or the energy for it because you mm, would much rather, you know, catch up on a nap you know, while the baby is asleep or while the children are occupied with something else that might be your alone time or your self-care time. And maybe that self-care doesn't really involve social interaction at that particular time. And that's okay too. Any tips for navigating what may be some tricky conversations with your friends about kind of how your lifestyle has evolved uh, and what you're open to doing and maybe not doing anymore, what you just don't have time for? Yeah, effective communication is is the cornerstone of any healthy relationship. And so to keep those conversations going, even when it may feel as though they don't necessarily understand, at least you have had an opportunity to assertively communicate, like, these are my needs. This is how my life is now a little different than it was before. And if you don't understand, you know, you can open the door for questions if there are questions. Um, but to make sure that your communication is is effective and you're able to give them a glimpse into what your world now looks like. And hopefully, again, if that's a friendship that they too value, that that would help their level of understanding increase. And then maybe they can begin to make some adjustments as well or be open to those adjustments. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to keep hearing from Dr. Gilmore and our parents, Jessica and CJ, about friendships after baby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're continuing our discussion with therapist Dr. LaToya Gilmore and our panel of parents today. So parents, you just heard me talk with Dr. Gilmore about how we change as new moms and dads and how that can affect our existing friendships. So what did that look like in your lives? CJ, do you want to start? Yeah. So um, I had a couple of ways that this affected us. Um, I'm a pretty big video game player, and that's a way that I've kind of stayed connected with groups of friends from all around the country uh, is by playing online games with with them. And uh, I was kind of shocked at, at how often my, my friends, once that we had our child and I could make our regular gaming sessions or things, those, those invites or things kind of stopped happening. And then, and then when I was able to play, some of the comments that would be made by some of these friends were kind of appalling, like, uh, you know, oh, it wasn't our fault that you decided to uh, get your wife pregnant or, uh, you know, oh, hey, can't you go put the fetus outside the uh, outside the house so you can play games again or just really toxic behavior that I found from some of these friends that I've had for years 
And I really wasn't expecting that kind of violent conversations to happen with those. And so those quickly became toxic kind of friendships. And I'm like, I'm not having you speak about my child like that. And so that got cut off and unfriended or we just stopped playing games together. And and then my wife actually had a a very close friend that she'd been friends with since college. And um, these friends had started out dating and then got married. And so then she remained friends with them through uh, her single years when they were married and still hung out with them. And so then when I came out here, moved out here, and, and then we got married, it was amazing because she had these uh, this couple friend that she was already friends with. And I got on really well with the husband and and it was just a really great time of just being able to hang out and have a close group of couple friends. And so when we got pregnant, we, of course, tried to share that joy um, with them. And they were excited for us and couldn't wait to meet our child. And all these different kinds of conversations were happening. And um, we knew that they had been struggling with infertility for quite some time. And um, we were sensitive to that. And we didn't try to overshare or just make it all about person's pregnancy or anything like that. And uh, and so my wife is very uh, much involved on Snapchat and likes to share lots of stuff throughout her day with her friends and share stuff to her story, but then also shares things with the individual friends that she really wants to keep in contact with. And so whenever Lila was born, she would just share really cute pictures of a sleeping baby or the bright-eyed smiles and things like that. And um, this friend of hers that had been a friend for such a long time actually asked my wife to stop sending her snaps because they were so painful of our child. And it just felt like you can you can be friends with us, but your child can't really be part of that friendship. And so then it, it just became this thing where we weren't really sure how to even have a conversation about anything because we didn't know what was going to be stepping on toes. And, and we've, we've tried to remain sensitive to the fact that they're still struggling with infertility. And, and I can't even imagine the kind of pain and heartache that that, uh, that that brings. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of like our life changed and our focus kind of changed and our life is all about our daughter and that she's part of who we are now. And that's not going to change no matter what we do or filter or anything. And so really my wife has been mourning the loss of that friendship for basically the whole time that our daughter's been born. Mm, That is tricky. And maybe Dr. Gilmore, I don't know if you can speak to that, but you know, sometimes maybe there are reasons and these friends told you, you know, what was going on. And I'm not saying you should have done anything differently, but I wonder if there's, you know, friends that have to pull away for reasons like that and they don't share that. How do you navigate those conversations? Yeah, that's, it's very difficult for all parties involved, you know, to, to have the disappointment of not being able to conceive or have children, you know, is, is something that, you know, it sounds like that particular couple and other couples, they're, they're grieving, they're grieving. And so I'm hearing, you know, CJ, I'm hearing you say, you know, your wife is mourning the loss of that significant relationship and, and it's because it was, it was so difficult for, for her friend to, to see, you know, something that she wasn't able to obtain and it's when there's willing a willingness, excuse me, to have the conversation and to keep those lines of communication open, then yes, you're able to maintain that friendship. 
But if there isn't that willingness, then you really don't have another option, right? When it comes to communication or effective and efficient communication, you need to have two parties, you know, or multiple people involved in that particular process. And if it's too painful for them right now, then, you know, there isn't really anything that she she can do. She can possibly leave that door open. Maybe that friend will will come around. But you're absolutely right. Like your daughter is is your world now. You know, she's a, an amazing part of of your life. And yes, you want to share that with others. And it's not to you know, display it in a way to cause cause harm to anyone else, but that's just your joy. And there isn't anything wrong with that. And so, yes, it can be difficult to navigate, but tough conversations can be had if everyone involved is willing to have these conversations. If not, then, you know, that's the, that's the only option that you're, you're left with because you certainly can't force someone to have a conversation that they may not have the capacity to have at this particular time. Yeah. And, and I definitely thought that, and I've told my wife that the, sometimes the friends that we have are there for, for a season Mm -hmm. and a time Mm and, uh, and that we need to cherish those seasons. And that just because it didn't end the way that you wanted it to, or you weren't ready to say goodbye to that relationship that, as we move forward, we can look back on all the fond memories that we have with them during that time. And if something happens where it changes and they they are able to get pregnant and they want to reestablish relationship or they try to reach out again, um, I think it falls on on us to work through forgiveness on mm-hmm. our part uh, towards that and to just so grace and mercy towards um, what they were going through and what they were experiencing in that moment and allow that to be um, real and just understanding in that moment. And that's something that we have to work on on our side. Right. Yeah. Jessica, what did friendships in new motherhood look like for you? Man, I have quite a few examples, (laughs) unfortunately, but maybe one in particular um, there was a group of friends that single female friends and a few male friends, but mainly focusing on the female friends that um, I had prior to getting married and then after getting married and then during pregnancy. And, you know, we were messaging each other on, you know, Facebook Messenger all the time, just in a group, group chat and setting and um, so much excitement about like, oh, like thinking this is kind of my like built-in little tribe even though they were single and had no kids and then afterwards having the baby it it felt like they didn't know what to say almost like it was like now that I have this new human in my life like everything revolves around that human and most can understand you know everything that you used to think about before no longer really matters you're thinking about feedings and diaper changes and all these new things are happening and I felt that I couldn't really talk about it with them because they didn't really understand and so time would just go on and I like wouldn't get invites and then I got to the point where it was like I didn't really feel that they wanted to really know my child and know this new part of my life and my husband's life and so out of that group, there was like one standout friend. She actually moved down to the area and she was really kind of what Dr. Gillen was saying, was really intentional 
when she would um, communicate with me on like asking me how my oldest was like she would come into town and she would definitely like say hey let's meet up and like bring the kids like she was always so really appreciative of incorporating my kids into getting together and seeing her and I and I completely appreciate that because I felt it was it valued our friendship and you know now that you've been the pandemic haven't been able to see her but that was one standout friend and and another that really that made a difference Mm -hmm. Dr. Gilmore what advice would you give to new parents about or or maybe expecting parents about how to manage expectations when it comes to their friendships after baby when it comes to i would say you know expectations be be mindful of those expectations have some flexibility there and and just know that change is inevitable and sometimes we can see it coming and sometimes it blindsides us and and we don't anticipate um, it it coming, but to be flexible with those expectations, there is going to be a difference. There's going to be a difference within the new parents. There's going to be a difference within those that are connected to the new parents. Um, when the baby comes, it's going to be an adjustment of you know learning sleep schedules and feeding routines and all of the things that comes with this beautiful little person that did not arrive with an instructional manual, right? And so the the differences will come, right? And so just to allow life to happen, right? Communicating what those needs are, what those desires are. Hey, you know, it would be great if this is, again, when the new parents are, you know, open to having, you know, visitors or if they, you know, need assistance and they welcome assistance to be able to reach out and to communicate what those particular needs are. Some of your friends, if not all of your friends that don't have kids themselves, they're not going to know, you know, what to expect, what those needs are. And so to be able to communicate what that looks like for you, um, to be able to communicate how your life is, is different, because sometimes because we're experiencing the change, we can project that change off onto others as as far as assuming that they they may have like insight into how our lives have changed without us communicating what that change actually looks like for us, right? So to be able to explain what that looks like, to be able to keep those text messages going um, on your end as you have time. Um, If you're scrolling through social media or if you are, you know, sending those messages during your, you know, alert hours when you are awake and you just have time to just kind of zone out to be able to reach out to those people again that are um, intentional, that are inquisitive, that do have questions, that do check in with you, that send those text messages. Hey, how you doing? How's the baby? How's it going? To be able to respond you know, to them as you can. And when there are gaps or lapses in responses, it's okay to start it back up again and to just explain, hey, yeah, it's it's, it's been busy. There's a lot going on over here. Um, yes, it's overwhelming. Yes, it's stressful. Like all of the things that it actually is. And I also, you know, take into account how it can be very or provide a lot of relief, excuse me, when you do have those individuals that do just get it because they have kids as well. And so to remember to nurture those relationships as well. Yeah. 
So how do we make new friends as new parents? Because it can be tough to put yourself out there. But, you know, at least for me, I didn't have really any of my close friends who had kids. So I felt like I was really needing that connection with people in my same stage of life. So Dr. Gilmore, do you want to weigh in first with any tips you have? And then CJ and Jessica, please feel free to share as well any tips or ideas that have been helpful for you. Okay. Yes. I think that there can be, you know, various opportunities to connect and make and establish new friendships. Um, There's so many different communities online, social media, Facebook groups, community groups where, you know, there's there's like-minded or similarities that bring these particular groups together, right? And so to be able to participate in those kinds of groups and, you know, if there's someone that you connect with within those groups to invest some more online and if there's a level of comfort with that particular individual, then maybe extend that to a space offline, possibly. It just depends on your comfort level and how you feel about that. But definitely seeking out like-minded people as your children, babies get older, you know, if they're in, the, in childcare or aftercare programs, you know, play dates, those kinds of things, library, parents' day out, church, there's all kinds of different community level groups that you can just start to maybe pay attention. Like, who does your toddler gravitate towards, or who does your three or four year old gravitate? towards what is that one or two names that you hear them talk about a lot when they get home, you know, from from school or from their aftercare program, if they're involved in an aftercare program, and maybe, you know, connect with that particular parent. If you have school age kids, the same thing there. Are there opportunities to establish friendships that way through your the pre-existing or the developing friendships that your kids are establishing. So befriending the parents of your kids' friends could also be, you know, a valuable way to begin to make new friends. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's ways to put yourself out there and, you know, be able to connect with people that are in your same stage as li- in life. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned social media. That's actually been really useful for me. And I met I met my neighbor on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> we found out we had kids close in age. So isn't that twenty twenty two for you? But uh yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I've had I've had good luck on some Facebook moms groups. Um uh, I've I've told my wife that uh uh making new friends, especially couple friends or even just trying to make new friends as parents is uh, it's kind of like you're stepping out into the dating world again. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of like you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to ask. Sometimes you need to be the one that does the pursuing for a little bit. Then you pull back and see if they pursue you too. And it's uh, it's kind of funny how a lot of the things that you learn from the time you were single and dating uh, can apply to making new new parent friends. And like one of the places that I find has worked really well for us, I'm, I'm a youth pastor at a church. And so we're very plugged into our uh, local church, but not just as, as an employee there, but also as members of that church. If the local church in your area has a really good children's program already built in, then a lot of times they have a lot of extra resources like mom's groups or things that aren't even necessarily spiritual that are just ways for moms to get together and have mom conversations about the different life stages that their kids are in. Uh, It gives kids a chance to play together and develop those friendships. 
Um, but then also like uh, a lot of times the, the children's pastors uh, at these churches already have a lot of information about additional resources for parents and where moms can meet up. And a lot of times even just following churches, social media pages can be a really great way to hear of some events that are fun for the kids and uh, allow you to meet other parents. And uh, But also like Dr. Gilmore was saying, the parent night out options, a lot of times churches are will be very good at putting those on um, for parents in the area to make use of. I agree with church. Church for me and my husband has been really helpful. And our church actually had a parents group. So that was really vital. We all were in the, just in the same stage of having at least one kid or maybe another one on the way. And so it was nice to be able to connect with other parents that are at similar stages. And, and I was fortunate to also have a few friends at church that got pregnant around the same time. So we all had babies around the same time. So that has always, that was, that was really nice. And my girls actually attend a home daycare. And recently, just out of COVID, there was a birthday party and we fortunately um, were able to attend and then was able to actually connect with other parents there. My, my youngest, Kayla, talks about this other kid. So she'll try and plan our play date, but um, I at least have their contact information. And so hopefully this summer, uh, we'll be able to get together outside of daycare. Yeah. Well, those are great tips, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to our expert, Dr. LaToya Gilmore, and to our parents, Jessica and CJ, who joined us for this episode today. Be sure to check out Dr. Gilmore's website at lovesupportguidance.com. And also check out newmommymedia.com, where we have all of our podcast episodes, plus videos and more. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, The Boob Group for Moms Who Give Breast Milk to Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.